I haven't watched NXT UK or talked about NXT UK in a long ass time, but they have a pay-per-view coming up this Sunday that we need to talk about. This can only go well. What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pals, Pass Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, here with a little bit of a different type of Get Hyped review. This is the, um, this is the preview for NXT TakeOver UK Blackpool. No, that's not even it, is it? It's NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, competing for the largest pay-per-view name in the history of the WWE. Now, it's going to be a little bit different in the sense that I haven't been keeping up with NXT UK whatsoever. I tried to pull a random episode over the holiday break just to see where everything was and I couldn't, like they were on their holiday break, they were doing clip shows and review shows and all that sort of thing. So I haven't followed the stories that have uh, that have gotten us here. I don't know who's fighting who or I don't know how's, how each thing has come to pass per se. So I'm going to be looking at this show in a very, very different light in the context of, hey, there's a lot of characters on here that I know. Hey, there's a lot of people that I want to see succeed because when I was watching, I did enjoy what they did quite a bit. But more to the point, there is a dichotomy between NXT and NXT UK that doesn't exist between NXT and main roster WWE. At this point, we love NXT. NXT proper, the best thing, I'm sorry, this is my personal opinion now, the best thing that happened to NXT was putting it up against AEW, making WWE give a shit, putting it on regular TV, giving it more time, uh, making it feel like a big deal, finally making it feel like a third brand. But, by comparison, we don't want to see any of our favorites from there go to Raw, go to SmackDown, anything like that. But we do, what we do is we want to see people come up from NXT UK to NXT proper. And the, f and the perfect example of that is Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm for the little bit that we've seen of her. So I'm going to be looking at this very much through that prism because it's one of those we used to say, hey, as soon as so-and-so drops the NXT title, they're going to go up to the main roster. We we hate that. We despise that now. Um, but there is that similar thing. Because NXT is is a main roster product now, the new developmental is NXT UK. And, and uh, I mean, there's been some back and forth, obviously, between the two. And that really works out. you got people like Pete Dunne. you got Mustache Mountain, uh, who we're going to talk about in this show, obviously. But... Uh, a couple others that I think could come up, a couple others I think should stay down, and uh, that's where my opinions on a lot of these matches come from. So I've got, literally, I don't even have, see, I'll be honest with you guys, for those of you watching on the video, for those of you listening in an audio form, this really doesn't do you any good, but for those of you watching a video, here's the Dooming Clipboard of Doom with no notes on it. So, what you get, you lucky, lucky people, is just me rambling. I got Wikipedia up here, I got some stuff on the whiteboard behind the camera, you know, breaking the fourth wall, literally, because the fourth wall is a is a whiteboard. That, that was a bad joke that didn't go anywhere. Um, the other thing... I want to mention before we get going here, this is as unscripted as it can possibly be. This should almost be an episode of Off the Cuff. Uh, definitely not off the script because that guy's a weirdo. Uh, the new NXT pay-per-view schedule, or at least what appears to be the new NXT pay-per-view schedule going into 2020, is it's not the bog standard, here's a big four pay-per-view and here's the NXT pay-per-view the night before. Now, I could say there's a number of reasons for that. Maybe they moved it around a little bit because the big four pay-per-views got tired of hearing, hey, well, NXT last night was better. Or 
if you want to look at it from a positive perspective, NXT proper gets to stand on its own two feet. So instead of, um, as I say, instead of the typical, like, here's a big four, here's an NXT thing, they've done it a little bit differently, starting with this weekend. This weekend is, uh, the Sunday is January 12th. This is when this uh, takeover in Blackpool is happening. It's happening at noon, my time. I don't know when it's happening on your time, but for most of us on this side of the world, it's happening sort of lunchtime. So I'm guessing over in the UK that that's a proper... That's a proper actual showtime for you guys over there. Tell me down in the box below if I'm completely wrong. But um, it's interesting because the last time WWE did anything um, in contra to, to... Why are we beeping? Why is this a thing? Doing a video. This is... I told you guys, I'm going to get the shirts one day. Just why are we beeping? Why is it a thing? I'm trying to do a video, etc. What was I saying? Oh, yes. Uh, Pay-per-views running in contra. The uh, impact is apparently running a pay-per-view this Sunday as well. And the reason I bring this up, and this is not to bash Impact, it's not to bash Impact for sure, because I'm not really sure what they're doing either, but, and it's not really to bash AEW, but when WWE uh, put the Olive Branch out to Evolve, to put their 10th anniversary show on the network, it was happening at the same time as an AEW show. When they did, um, when they did the last UK takeover in the middle of the day and a different part of the world the the AEW fans got got mad about that too and I don't I don't get it we live in the world of TiVo we live in the world of multiple streams you can watch both I'm going to be watching Twitter I'm going to be watching social media to see if the same conversation happens from Impact fans because I have some people on my Twitter that do watch Impact or at least let me know some cool things going on. I know the Sammy Callahan, Tessa Blanchard thing has been going on. Why? Why? This is, this is, people listening on the, in the audio, I'm really, really sorry. Um, lost my train of thought again, what the fuck? Now, I'm just curious as to whether the Impact fans are going to be making the same kinds of claims that AEW fans have twice. The Evolve show is definitely a dig at AEW. The... UK takeover that's happening in a different part of the world in a different part of the day is definitely a dig at AEW. I will be very, very curious to see if the Impact fans take that same route. I really hope they don't. I really hope that it's just a thing that can happen. Especially, you guys know, with uh, with my uh, fandom for Destiny and how, how closely Destiny and Impact work. I don't want to be thinking bad thoughts about them. Then we moved on to Royal Rumble weekend. And Royal Rumble weekend, typically you would have uh, a takeover to go along with the Royal Rumble. We don't. We have Worlds Collide, which is cool on a couple of levels because they've taken the, the takeover out of it and let it sit on its own, but they've still given you some NXT as part of that weekend. Serves a, serves a bunch of different masters because it's NXT UK versus NXT. So they're, they get to be part, the NXT stars get, or yeah, the NXT UK, I can speak, I swear, uh, stars get to be part of a big four pay-per-view weekend like their NXT predecessors did. They get the rub directly from those NXT predecessors and you still get some NXT content going into the Royal Rumble even though you don't get a quote-unquote proper takeover. Then we move on to February 16th where all on its own, all on its lonesome, on a Sunday night, NXT has their first standalone just takeover, takeover weekend. And I think that's going to be really good. If they were smart, if they were smart, the main event of that would be, why, Jesus Christ, 
Hold on. There we go. Now, I really, really, really don't think that's going to beep again. If they were smart, NXT TakeOver Portland, they want to make the big hurrah out of their first solo show. The main event should be Balor versus Gargano versus Ciampa versus Cole, shouldn't it? I don't know whether it's going to be, we don't have spoilers like we did back in the day, and then whatever. Then we fast forward to WrestleMania weekend where we do, in fact, get the attached TakeOver to WrestleMania. Telling us a couple of things, again, that, yeah, we're going to branch out, we're going to do our own thing, we're going to start sticking some different content into those big four pay-per-view weekends, but we will come back to the pattern of, of a takeover and a big four every now and then. You haven't completely chucked it out the window, but you're not clinging to it anymore, and I think that's great. That serves everybody. The people that want something a little bit different we'll get something a little different, we'll experiment with something a little different, maybe we'll attach the Mae Young Classic, or maybe we'll attach uh, an Evolution pay-per-view instead of a TakeOver, that will that will please everybody, will it not? But it means that the people that do like the current, the current state of things, where we do just ha attach, have an A and a B, uh, will have that as well. I know, I haven't watched it, but I know that the Wrestle Kingdom thing that happened this past weekend was a two-day thing. People think that WrestleMania is going to be a two-day thing now. We, you, you get your two-day thing with TakeOver and then WrestleMania. You get your two-day thing with Worlds Collide and then the Royal Rumble. You have a solo NXT show. The, the biggest part of this... The biggest part of this should be that NXT is are, are holding weekends on their own now. They don't just exist as this precursor to something else. They are the thing. That should be the focus. But what it also calls into stark contrast is how are we going to structure these big four weekends? And you're, even when you're not getting a takeover, you're getting something else. And I think that's really cool. I think that's, uh, as a concept, we're not sticking to one, we're not sticking to the other, we're not tossing anything out the window. Everything works. And uh, I'd really love to know what you guys think of that down, down in the box below. So let's get into this card. There's only five matches because it's a takeover. You don't really get any more than five. You got Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin is a really, really, really sinister, evil version of Finn Balor, isn't he? He was even trained by Finn Balor, and it shows. Tyler Bate is a crowd favorite, especially over in the UK. Uh, I said during the uh, NXT year-end awards, it was weird to see him in there with uh, Superstar of the Year nominees, because I don't... I hate saying this because there's no way for me to say it without sending like a dig. I don't see Tyler Bate as a main eventer. The, when he did have the pay-per-view match against Walter for the title, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal, like, um, David and Goliath storyline. Uh, part of that goes to Walter, part of that goes to Tyler Bate. And physically, in the ring, the guy's a freak. Let's be real. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's better used, better suited as somebody that stays in NXT UK and is familiar enough that he can they can throw Mustache Mountain into the title picture or into the tag team title picture rather on NXT if they need to. I think um, I don't even think they're in the Dusty Classic. I don't have my notes in front of me, but I don't even think they're in the Dusty Classic this year. They could come in and feud with somebody to go back to UK. I think UK is where they uh, we're going to talk about this even more in the next match as well. Um, but I think he he stays in NXT UK because I think he's better over there. People. People respond to him. People respond to him here too. Trust me, but people respond to him a heck of a lot better over there. I've had the chance, as I said, I have a lot of built-in biases. You guys know this. Um, three big names that 
um, were big names at Destiny when I first started going to Destiny. When good old Spaz Phoenix, who was not really an indie fan, started going to Destiny, three of the big names that got me to go to Destiny were Pete Dunne, who was their champion at the time, and Mustache Mountain, because those guys are great, and they've got great senses of humor, and I've gotten to chat with two out of the three of them, and they're the nicest dudes you can possibly imagine. So I really hate being being critical, or, or the idea that I might come off as critical, but I think Tyler Bate is better off in NXT UK, or come back to Destiny, that's fine too. Jordan Devlin, I would love to see come over to NXT proper, and uh, I don't want to say tag team with Finn Balor because that sounds really, really cliche, but I would like to see something there. Maybe you got, you know, he looks up to Balor, but Balor doesn't want him, or, uh, you know, you get some vindictive thing between the two of them, or at least he gets involved in the stuff between Balor and, and Cole and them as sort of a secondary character in those feuds. I think it could be really, really fun. The next one you've got is Eddie Dennis, who I don't know a whole lot about other than he's a big, tall, lanky, creepy motherfucker. Uh, who's really scary, and uh, I don't know how well he'd play to a North American audience. I'm not gonna lie. He's taking on Trent Seven, who again has that built-in love from his own home crowd, but also uh, as part of the Mustache Mountain package, he he's he's over his hell here too. As I say, much the same way as Tyler Bate. Uh, I would love to see the two of them as the tag team sort of float between the two brands. Um, I think that could be a lot of fun. I think they are sort of names above the brand. They were there for the inception. Um, not really any secret to say that Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven were sort of the building blocks of NXT UK to begin with. So they do kind of... I mean, you put put the belts back on them, or or put them in in programs for for titles or whatever. Bring bring Tyler Bate back over and let him fight for the North American title at some point to put a champion over here. Over, I don't mind that at all. But they really and and I'm getting repetitive now. They really do exist above the brand, and I think the same sort of thing happens when they're here in. Uh, when they're here in NXT proper, because they are the guys from the UK and they are the most UK guys from the UK, you can imagine, they do feel like visitors. As much as they are loved, as much as people love what they bring to the table, the two of them as, as well as Pete Dunne, they do feel like visitors on the brand, even though they're great for it. So, Trent Seven and Eddie, Eddie Dennis, I'd love to see them have a run of matches, and uh, obviously Trent Seven being the elder statesman of the brand could really, really bring a lot of good things out of Eddie Dennis. Tyler Bate um, could put over could put over Jordan Devlin because people are behind Devlin as much as you can get behind a heel like that, and a, a loss isn't going to hurt Tyler Bate whatsoever. So I'd say both of the heels winning in those two matches. <sighs> just because they are the lesser knowns. I mean, Jordan Devlin is Jordan Devlin. And uh, if you guys remember when I was covering NXT UK, I got into quite extensively how I think he's great, how I think he could be Finn Balor in NXT right now if Finn Balor wasn't already there, if that makes sense. He's got the, the, the charisma factor. He's got the natural smarmy swagger to him, he's got the same element that we always referred to with Finn Balor, with the sort of, <coughs> sorry, as uh, rock star douchebag Finn Balor. He could be rock star douchebag Jordan Devlin. Um, yeah, I don't know as much about Eddie Dennis. Eddie Dennis is one of those people that I sort of want 
Trent Seven to sort of come and pull something out of him so that I can form more of an opinion. Jordan Devlin, I already have my opinion of. I think he's great. I think he's the one out of those first four people that I've mentioned should probably come over to NXT proper and, and see what he can do. I'd, I, Jordan Devlin versus Velveteen Dream. For example, or Jordan Devlin versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, the two, the conflicting attitudes there would be absolutely great. Now, last three year title matches, obviously, because they've only got three titles. Kaylee Ray, who got a lot of exposure leading up into the Survivor Series weekend because she got adopted by NXT proper as part of their team, or as part of Baszler's team going into uh, War Games, and then all the stuff with War Games was leading into Survivor Series. She wasn't at Survivor Series, if my memory serves me correctly, but she was in the takeover that built the Survivor Series, so she was around while NXT was being fully featured on the same level as Raw, on the same level as SmackDown, on the same level as Survivor Series. So she has had a very, very brief fleeting flirtation with main roster NXT. I'm going to start using that. Main roster NXT. You know, NXT UK and main roster NXT. That's what it is. But you got Kaylee Ray, who's their current champion, taking on Tony Storm and Piper Niven. Now, I'm going to say something to you that's not going to surprise you in the slightest. Tony Storm should already be on main roster NXT. Piper Niven, on the other hand, is a fucking phenom in her own right. Now, I'm gonna say something that's a little bit more serious, a little bit more uh, on the PC edge of things than what you guys normally expect from me. I have a lot of image, uh, I have a lot of uh, issues with somebody like Anaya Jax. Now, Nia Jax is a bigger person. I do not hate her for being a bigger person. But people will defend what she's done or ignore things that she's done, like breaking Becky Lynch's face and hurting, like, 11 or 12 people. I did a video a while ago, the body count of Nia Jax. It's fine. Now, they will defend her in the sense of, well, we need her on the roster. Well, you don't need anybody on the roster. WWE is a huge, gigantic machine. Um... But they will say that you need her on the roster because you need to represent people of different body types so people of different body types can have somebody to look up to. Roddy, Roddy, Raw. I love that mentality. I love the all-inclusive, let's make everybody feel like they could be a part of this. Let's make every kid, no matter what size or shape they are, think, you know what, if I wanted to do that, I could do that one day. But it doesn't paper over and it doesn't fix the crack in Nia Jax is boring as hell. Nia Jax can't cut a promo. Nia Jax as a character is terrible. Nia Jax in the ring, in my opinion, is boring. And she's hurt a lot of people. Now, all the things that those, all the positive things that those PC people are trying to say, Piper Niven is your poster child. Go do it. Because she's amazing. She's, she's a lot of fun on the mic. She's one of those people that's sort of like lovable, adorable, but also I'll hit you with a Michinoku driver and break your face. Uh, I think she's still using the Michinoku driver. Somebody crack me down in the box below if that's a totally dated reference. Piper Niven is great. Piper Niven made much more of an impression on me than Kaylee Ray did, taking nothing away from Kaylee Ray. I would love to see Piper Niven take the title off of Kaylee Ray. I would love to see them go on, just the two of them, and feud over it a couple more times uh, and give Piper Niven a platform to be all those things that I just said. All those not-quite-wrestling-related things, that the hero, the, the imagery, the representation, all those sorts of things. You could have that in Piper Niven, 100%, because she's not boring in the ring. She's really not. Go back, 
I mean, watch her on NXT UK now, but watch her even before she fully developed her character when it was just sort of her showing what she could do in the ring. Watch her in the Mae Young Classic, and she's great. You don't... Um, She's sort of unassuming because she's very friendly. Even when she's in a fight with somebody, she's very friendly with the crowd. She's got that, you know what, I might have an issue to deal with over here with this person, but I'm wrestling and I love it and these are my people and rah, 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 rah. And I think the crowd would get behind her. You have Piper Niven take the belt off Kaylee Ray and let that continue on NXT UK and put Tony Storm on main roster NXT where she belongs because I'm sorry it's overdue. It really is. Now, Rhea Ripley, I will take nothing away from Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley has captured the hearts, minds, and souls of main roster NXT since the first time she stepped up to Shayna Baszler on that show, before they even came to regular TV, I think, if I've got my timelines correctly. The only thing, the only thing, because I love Rhea Ripley, and she's great. She is the thing in WWE right now. She is the Becky Lynch of late 2019 going into 2020, except more because it's happening on the brand that everybody likes too. Now that shouldn't be a biased thing, but but it is. The only thing, the only hook keeping me from, from like 101% to loving it just 100% is the idea that I don't think they, the following would have been total. I don't think the following would have been as concrete if they had both come up. If Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm had both come up at the same time, I think they would have been fighting for that spot with the fans, which in a way makes it brilliant because you'd rather hold one back and let one of them enjoy all of it. And then if and when that tends to fade, you can then bring up the other and let them have all of it. But being that... Rhea Ripley was the heel to Tony Storm's face. I really, really want to know what's going to happen when she comes up to, as, I, as I'm as i now calling it, NXT main roster. Because from what I have seen, and I've only seen one video package, Tony Storm is getting a little stressed, is getting a little, uh, you know, cracks in the armor type thing about this pursuit of the title, about how she lost it, about how she needs it back. It's, it's you know, it's the precious, to use that old Lord of the Rings comparison. So if she sort of flirts with heel tendencies by the time she gets up to regular NXT, and she's flirting with heel tendencies, and Rhea Ripley can be that overwhelming babyface that, you know, A, starts off with the, you know what, I, I used to be where you're at, you know, we, we could we could do something, we could talk about this, or, hey, you're not acting right, I'm going to smack you around a little bit. Um, but at this point, I don't... If she comes at Rhea Ripley on the main roster, main roster NXT, I should say, see, I'm doing it already without thinking about it. Uh, I don't know if that's going to help her or not. I do want to see her. I want to see her come in. Maybe at this point you bring in Tony Storm as a mid-carder to play with all the other mid-carders. I mean, I will say it once again, my own biases shine through. NXT proper just got Shotzi Blackheart, who I adore and another one that another one from destiny another one i've seen up close and personal and another one that i got a chance to meet and chat with who is another absolute sweetheart so yes i'm incredibly biased and i will never apologize for that but give me shotzi blackheart versus a slightly disturbed tony storm money money and there's your mid card and you can have whoever you want chase rhea ripley be heel tegan or uh, sorry Heal Dakota Kai or heal Io Shirai. Io Shirai apparently is getting a force push up to the main roster, which I think is weird. That's a news story we can deal with at another time. Um, but you've got all kinds of people. You've got, oh, 
Why can't I think of her name now? Lacey, Lacey Lane, who's there, who's not really doing title picture stuff yet. I mean, everybody has to face Bianca Belair at some point. So Tony Storm, Bianca Belair, I still hate Bianca Belair, but that's going to be a great match. All kinds of mouth-watering match opportunities that you have with Tony Storm. And what you're leaving behind in NXT UK is, uh, you know, Kaylee Ray and Piper Niven and Ginny and uh, Jazzy Gabbert. I'm not crazy about, but you've got... Who else? Have you, oh, you've got my girl Ela Dawn down there still. Do something. Do something with her, please. That girl Candy Floss, who's just... It sort of is what her name states, isn't she? Um, but yeah, Tony Storm can't win this. I, I, it's bizarre to say, but if it's if it's a matter of win the title or go to regular NXT, I think winning the title at this point could be the worst thing to ever happen to Tony Storm. And that I hate saying that because I know she's a big part of this brand, and I know she loves being a big part of this brand and whatever. But uh, yeah, there's there's really I don't see any other way to do it. Kaylee Ray drops the title to Piper Niven. Tony Storm goes up, leaves the equation. They keep fighting. She goes on and does awesome other things. Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Ladder Match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Gallus, represented by Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, taking on Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel from Imperium, taking on the Grizzled Young Veterans, Zach Gibson and, and uh, James Drake, taking on Mar Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Now... God, break this down. Imperium just had their their flirtations with the main roster. They uh, they really did uh, Walter really dirty when uh, they eliminated him first at Survivor Series. So I don't know how they will translate to either main NXT or main roster or whatever. Grizzled Young Veterans are a strong heel team that I would love to see come over to the other NXT. Uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster are... It's weird because they're a fun tag team and they could almost come off like a comedy tag team, except they're not. I could almost see them, like, hopscotching over NXT proper and going right to Raw or SmackDown. Not that I would want that, but I think... I think they're a little too fun for NXT. Now, I usually don't go with the mentality of, you know, Wednesday Night War Talk says AEW is a lot of fun, NXT is just a lot of wrestling. Um, it is, in a good way, but I don't think Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster fit, if that makes sense. I would love to see them going up against guys like the OC, guys like the Viking Raiders. Hell, show me, uh, like, a David and Goliath match with Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster taking on the AOP, especially with with new heel Seth Rollins sitting in the corner, <laughs> like he does. Um, yeah, I don't... I mean, leave them in, leave them in UK for now. Uh, I think they could go right to the main roster. I think they could have... Um, I don't know, I, I don't think you can surprise enter a team into the into the Royal Rumble, but we do know that supposedly Raw, SmackDown, and NXT all have 10 entrants into both Royal Rumbles. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't clarify whether that's going to be just proper NXT or NXT and NXT UK, because that's basically what happened at Survivor Series, was your NXT team had people from NXT and NXT UK, and I think it was a little bit the better for it, because it gave it a little bit more... Uh, variety, etc. But uh, Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster, leave them 
in in UK for a little bit. Grizzled Young Veterans, I'd love to see on NXT proper. Imperium, I really don't know what you do with them at this point. Um, because Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel were on NXT before they went to NXT UK to be part of this group. Uh, same thing with um, with the other member, uh, Alexander Wolf. So it's sort of like they ended up in Imperium and they ended up in NXT UK because they didn't work anywhere else. So I don't know where you put them. But as a force, because, you know, things like Survivor Series do come along, you want to see Imperium taking on the Undisputed Era, taking on, uh, I don't know, the New Day, Seth Rollins and his guys, the club, um, whatever group that... Um, that Finn Balor wants to put together with Undisputed Era or with the OC. Those those are going to be one massive group at some point. It has to happen. I really don't know what you do with Imperium, and that's going to affect how I feel about the next match as well. But Gallus, Gallus, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, obviously the third member of that being Joe Coffey, who we're going to talk again in a second, I, I can't help but think I would love to see them as a trio again, sort of hop, hopscotch over regular NXT and have the three of them take out guys like the New Day guys. I mean, you could have them go in there and squash the Lucha House Party or whatever you want to do, but I don't know where they fit because right now they're the tag champions. I'd love to see the Grizzled Young Vets get those titles back if they're not going anywhere. I'd love to have a really, like, a big underdog victory for Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. I know they had that just recently, uh, but they could have that again. Because Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster, if you don't know, are really tiny guys. And they're going up against the Grizzled Young Veterans, who aren't huge, but they fight like big guys. Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel, who are in a group with big guys, and Gallus, who's three big guys. So now if you want to do a huge, huge, like, if Sami Zayn ever teamed up with Daniel Bryan, underdog, undersized, babyface story, have them come out of this ladder match. Ladder match should benefit the, the smaller guys, the high flyers. Anyway, so it's not even that much of a stretch. So, I don't know, run, running down once again, Gallus... Gallus, I could see on the main roster. Imperium's not going anywhere. Grizzled Young Veterans, I'd love to see on NXT proper. And Mark Andrews slash Morgan Webster could sort of float around. They they really could. They're, they're sort of like uh, Mustache Mountain in the sense that they are so unique. They almost need to go in and have an effect for a little bit and then go away so we can miss them. Um, I don't know. The, the tag teams, these are all the tag teams that are involved in the Dusty Classic as well. I mean, Grizzled Young Vets are in there. Imperium's in there, I think. I don't think Mustache Mountain is in there. Flash and, and Andrews are. And I don't know how... So I think Fabian Eichner, Marcel Barthel, I'd have to get my notes from, from NXT. But the one criticism of NXT, uh, regular NXT, I should say, is that the tag team, while they are owning women's wrestling, and they are, sorry, AEW, they are, uh, you have an alien, we have Rhea Ripley. I'm just saying. And I like Chris Statlander. That's another story for another day. Where they're falling down is tag team wrestling, obviously. Now, what you see in groups like this is you got two guys out of a group of three, two guys out of a group of four, two singles guys, and one tag team. But they put together a hell of a interesting, convenient 
um, collection of four tag teams for this for this ladder match. Now, the last time we saw a fatal four-way tag team ladder match for NXT tag titles, even though they were NXT proper tag titles, was when we had that huge moment for the Street Profits. So it can, the, the big pile of people match does have its benefits. It really does. And you can, as, as you say, you can have the underdog team take the win. Concerning, however, is that you've got two no DQ matches back to back. Now, Kristen and I debated this as we went into, um, into the Survivor Series and into War Games, but triple threat matches are no DQ. We've got a triple threat match for the women's title, and then we've got a ladder match for the tag titles. Both of those are no DQ. So what I'm saying is one of those matches should start the show. That triple threat match for the women's title could start the show. The ladder match would be a hell of a way to start the show. Now, what do you do after that? You let it breathe with the two, the Trent... Uh, Sorry, yeah, the Trent Seven and the Tyler Bate matches in the middle between the two of them, and let one of them be the precursor to the main event. It's fine. It's all. It's all good. I, I would like to see the Grizzled Young Vets or Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan, Webster get those titles back because both sets of guys that are from factions can go off and do faction things. Anyway, speaking of faction things, you got Joe Coffey from Gallus taking on Walter for the NXT... Sorry, it's still referred to as the WWE United Kingdom Championship, even though it should be called the NXT UK Championship, but it's not because they don't listen to me because why the hell would they? Walter versus Joe Coffey. I mean, Coffey's going to lose. It is what it is. Walter, Walter is their Brock Lesnar, and he should be. He's a fucking mountain, even though he looks like Michael Hamlet. Oh, yes. Um... There's not much to say here. I don't know what they've done to Walter, so I don't really want him to go anywhere. It's weird, because he's a big, imposing dude. At, he, he's a big, imposing dude that I can't think of anybody to match up with, unless you start putting him against other monsters, unless you start booking, like, the Walter versus Strowman, the Walter versus Sullivan, the Wal Actually, Walter versus Drew McIntyre would be fucking awesome. But then, Drew McIntyre could do a stint in NXT UK, could he not? It would make sense. He's from Scotland. Um, there's a lot of people... Are, I should say, I might as well say it now while I'm, while I'm talking about this. There's a lot of people from NXT UK that I like that aren't on this card. Um, the one that comes to my head right off the top is Noam Dar. And uh, that's a guy, especially now, especially because they have the cruiserweight title firmly in the grasp of NXT proper. Throw Noam Dar over into NXT. Let him compete with Angel Garza. Noam Dar versus Angel Garza versus Leo Rush. Give me that shit. Throw uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott in there. Make that a fatal four-way. It'll all be good. The, the free-flowing relationship that the two NXTs have between each other without instituting something official like the wild card rule is actually pretty damn amazing. It's It does have that... I mean, even though they're on opposite sides of the world, it does have that territory feel to I didn't watch in the territories, but I've heard stories of the territories. I've heard um, from other much more educated people than myself, people like OK Fabe, people like Good Mike Work, who will tell you about the territory days. And that's what the NXT, NXT UK relationship has. Like, them going, them going to war before the Royal Rumble is actually them shaking hands and saying, let's all be fucking awesome. We're getting Imperium versus the Undisputed Era four-on-four four in that main event, and that's going to be awesome. Walter's going to win this, so my, my conversation about who wants to go where 
where does really sort of fall off a cliff. I mean, Joe Coffey and Gallus, I'd love to see what they look like in NXT main roster or on Raw or SmackDown. But I really don't know. I really am looking forward to this card. I, I thought when I pulled up Wikipedia, there, but with the amount of time that I haven't watched the show now, I thought I was going to pull up Wikipedia and see a bunch of names that I don't know. The only one that I really don't know, the only one that I'm really not that familiar with is Kaylee Ray, and she just got a bunch of exposure on Survivor Series weekend. So this should be good. As I say, for a show that I haven't watched in ages, I haven't been watching almost as long as I haven't posted a review for you guys. You guys remember in the past, I used to do the reviews. I'd, I'd review this, and then I'd review NXT, regular NXT, and I'd throw them up both on the same night. And then when that was a little bit much, I would do a little blurb about what happened on NXT UK at the beginning of my NXT review. That worked for a little bit. And then AEW came around and then work started kicking me in the ass and something had to go. And unfortunately, it was NXT UK because AEW is a little easier to digest. And it's it's a little more familiar so it draws me in, and it's and it's where everybody's conversation is right now as well. Even though I don't cover it on a week-to-week -week basis, you know me and Guapo, we will do our uh, our pay-per-view coverage, our pay-per-view previews, etc. But the the wrestling conversation is about NXT and AEW, not NXT and NXT UK, which is really unfortunate because a show like this will come along and it'll remind me how much I do like it and how much I wish I did have more time to talk about it. But uh, those of you out there that do have the time that aren't doing like redonkulous amounts of overtime like I am, that aren't trying to put out content on it, that just want something to watch for the sake of watching it. If you've never watched an episode of NXT UK, I do really suggest it. It's a lot different. If you like Pete Dunne, if you like what you've seen from Mustache Mountain, if you like, um, you know, people like William Regal or or, uh, or Drew McIntyre or Finley or Finn Balor and, and uh, people from that part of the world, if you've never given it a shot, I will say give it a shot. I can't guarantee you'll like it, because it's not everybody's cup of tea, and it does have a very different feel. Uh, this show coming up on this Sunday does look like it's going to be a lot of fun, though. I'll be watching it. I'll be tweeting along with it, so you guys know the drill. Follow me at SpazPhoenix1. If you're listening to me in an audio form and you want to find me on YouTube, look up SpazPhoenix. If you're watching this video right now and you haven't already, go find me on all your current podcasting platforms with SpazPhoenix Podcast. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes iHeartRadio, a bunch of other shit that I can't even think about because the list isn't over here like it usually is. Uh, that's the end of my ramble. I got a good 40-minute ramble out of a pay-per-view that I've seen literally none of the build for. Uh, let me know what you guys think down in the box below. Let me know what you think about the uh, my thoughts on the interactions between NXT and NXT UK. What do you think of the new NXT pay-per-view schedule? What do you think of the Worlds Collide concept? Um, I covered a lot here, a lot more than I actually thought I was going to get into. So I hope you enjoyed it. I've been Spaz, your YWC reality check. Subscribe up there, talk down there, start a conversation. Keep all of these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I'll talk to each and every last one of you later. Fuck that up. Right now, I'm tagging out. Bye. Don't shine, you're a freak like me. Don't